You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Spirit of the living God, we reverence you here. We acknowledge you. You are God with us. We ask that you will come and breathe upon us. Come and open our eyes. Let us behold wonderful things from the scriptures. And most importantly, let this word be made flesh in us. Let us be indeed living witnesses of all the work that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has accomplished. That the Father may be glorified and that the Son may be satisfied. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, our God. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, now if I say this, it will be what he will always say. But you see, if you are not able for some reason to make the midweek services, you do yourself injustice if you just come from one Sunday to the other Sunday. You're missing part of the password. Praise the Lord. There is a flow, okay? So if you went here on Wednesday, you should please, you know, you should have gotten the message. It helps you, you know, to be in the flow of thought and, you know, what we are learning. Hallelujah. So we we are still looking at the importance, the value of the Holy Spirit in our work and in the plan of God. God the Father so loved us that he gave us his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but would have everlasting life. So our Lord Jesus Christ came and died on the cross. And with his blood he washed our sins away. With his broken body he opened access. And made reconciliation between rebellious man and the holy God. And when he was going to go, he said to us that he's going to ask the Father to send another who is like him. Praise the Lord. And he told us that it was expedient for us that he goes. Because if he doesn't go, the Father will not allow the Spirit to come. And after his resurrection, he told the disciples, wait, I'm going to the Father And then I'm going to receive of him the Holy Spirit, which I will send to you. Praise the Lord. So we know that the Holy Spirit is necessary, is essential. It's what we need, is who we need. Praise the Lord. To make full proof of this journey that we have begun. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. He's called the seal. With him, we can't go wrong. Praise the Lord. By him, we are strong. Praise the Lord. By him we are taught all things. We have understanding. On Wednesday we saw that the Holy Spirit teaches us how many things? All things. All things. He teaches us all. And all means all. He teaches us all things. There is no topic. There is no syllabus of life that he doesn't cover. He covers everything. Some of them might sound out of the way, but the Holy Spirit covers. That's why. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, it's expedient for you. When the Holy Spirit comes, a man came to Jesus and said to him, Master, Master, 
my father died and my brother has taken all the inheritance to himself. What did Jesus answer? He says, the, the life of a man does not consist in the abundance of the things. He says, I'm not getting into your business. I've come here for salvation. I've come here to spoil principalities and powers. Praise the Lord. I've come here for work. Okay? But if you ask the Holy Spirit that one, he will tell you what to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's how, that's how detailed he is. He lives in you, he lives in me, and he wants to lead us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Praise the Lord. So, so that's what we began to do. And if you listen to the message, you're going to get you know, what you need to get from there. We also learned that um, the thief who is going to come, or rather, sorry, who comes in John 10.10, 10, that if the Holy Spirit is so precious to us, then he will be the very one that the enemy, the thief, will be targeting to disconnect us from. Okay, the thief is not really coming. You know, most times when believers think of the devil, he thinks the devil wants to take my money, the devil wants to take my car, the devil wants to take any of that. The devil isn't really interested in all of that. Because you remember the temptation of Jesus. What did he say? He said, I'll offer you all these things. All of them. I'll offer you all of them. Just disconnect with the Father. Bow down and worship me. I will give you all. So when we say warfare, we are not warring for gold. Praise the Lord. And we saw the psalmist, King David, said, what? Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. He was a king. He could have said, take not thy throne. Take not the kingship. But he said, take not your Holy Spirit. He says, your Holy Spirit, I treasure. Somebody said, the Holy Spirit, I treasure him. Praise the Lord. So this morning, we want to go forward with the time that we have. And we begin by saying that uh, we, we can't really enter into the total full appreciation and the benefits of the gift and ministry of the Holy Spirit without dealing with certain issues. Okay? And some of them, you know, just to mention, in, you know, quickly. Well, one of them is joy. Praise the Lord. You see, the Bible says, with joy, what will happen? You will draw water out of the wells of salvation. Okay? The Holy Spirit brings joy, and the Holy Spirit lives where there is joy. Hallelujah. You see, if you, if you don't know what to do and get the Holy Spirit around, just create an atmosphere of joy. Begin to praise the Lord. Begin to celebrate Him. Begin to worship Him. All of a sudden, He'll say, ah, there's a conducive atmosphere there for me. Praise the Lord. Sadness does not help the Holy Spirit. Because holiness is synonymous with joy. The same way in your body, cleanliness is synonymous with health. Do you know that? You know, many times when we have, if, if you have a wound or an injury on the body, most of the things that doctors do is just to keep the wound clean. The process of healing is automatic. It's built in your DNA. Are you getting it? That's, what they do is just to keep it clean so that the body can do what it's meant to do. The same way when you create joy, the Holy Spirit just takes over. Praise the Lord, somebody. And we also have to understand separation. It's not I'm just mentioning some of those things. Separation. Okay, the same thing with separation. You see, the Holy Spirit is private. The Holy Spirit is personal. We're going to understand, you know, as we go on, that he comes on us as we are gathered. But he doesn't stay in between the seats. Now you can notice in between the seats, there are words, please do not sit down, okay? Any seat that is empty, you know what? The Holy Spirit is not there. 
Why? Because there is no person for him to what? Feel. Now, the same way, if you are not available, he will also not feel you. So, we have to understand the principle of separation. Let me say separation. Separation is very, in fact, is one of the most important things that we are going to acquaint ourselves with in this desire for work, a closer work with the Holy Spirit. Why? You see, even in marriage, the foundation of marriage, the Bible tells us, uh, Genesis 2.24, what does the Bible say concerning marriage? It says, for this reason, at the time God was saying it, there was no father or mother to Adam. Do you understand? But just to lay a foundation that is not negotiable. Marry, more, you see, we, we, we get excited, two people get married, okay? But we should get worried if the two people are not separated. Separated from father and mother. The way some people are looking at me. Where I started from somewhere now. <laughs> Do you understand? He said, for this reason, shall a man what? First of all, leave before he joins. If you don't leave, you can't join. That's why many marriages are having issues. Because either the woman hasn't left or the man hasn't left. He said, this is the foundation. Before they are joining, he said, the man shall leave. There was no father then. There was no mother. But because it's a principle, for you and I to enjoy our walk with the Holy Spirit, we have to separate. If there is no separation, forget it. You will come to church, someone will shout, the preacher will shout, will sweat, you go, no. You have to separate. Why? He wants to come into koinonia with you. He wants to become intimate with you. And intimacy does not occur in third party environments. Is someone getting me? So if we have time, maybe we'll get back to 2 Corinthians 6 from 17 to 18. And then it says, it says, therefore come out from among them. And be separate, says the Lord. Come out from among them. This was one of the few scriptures that the Lord spoke to me audibly. As a young Christian. I heard it. And they called my name. After the meeting, it was a small meeting. You know, like a discipleship group. That's why you should get involved in those groups. Because a lot of things happen there. Prayer meeting, you know, uh, joyful training. Whatever, new bapt- baptismal class, all of that. I was in the meeting and we're praying. All of a sudden, I heard, Ikena, Ikena. Huh? I said, okay, I'm listening. He said, come out from among them and be separate. Touch not. Okay, so after the meeting, I went to one brother and said, that, that thing you said to me. He was looking at me as if he didn't know. Praise the Lord. He didn't know. But I heard, I heard my name. Yes, I heard. He said, come out from among them and be separate. He said, touch not and I'll be a father to you. I'll receive you. So if you don't come out, he can't. He wants to come. Praise the Lord. You must leave church and then go and leave that cloud. Leave that group. Leave that association. Leave that fellowship. Anything that you know the father will not find pleasure in. If you don't separate from it, you're telling the father or the spirit of God, don't come. Separation. Let me say separation. By the grace of God. I will separate. Amen. So the next chapter, verse 1, says, 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. It says, therefore, having this promise, if the Father is calling you out, he said, what should you do? He said, let us what? Cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Have you seen a lady a week before her wedding? A normal lady. 
what is uttermost in her mind, how she will appear on that day. You and I are getting ready for a wedding. Praise the Lord. Oh yes, we are getting ready for a wedding. The marriage supper of the Lamb. That's what he says. He says if we are looking forward to it, what should we do? Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Perfecting holiness. Holiness is beauty. Let me say holiness is beauty. You know, the enemy has come in and destroyed a lot of things. Holiness for the spiritual person is beauty. The same way beauty in the natural is pointed nose and uh, what, what are the things beauty in the natural? Long hair, lashes, uh-huh. canopies. I call them canopies because some now will stop rain from falling on the person. You know? The same way all those things enhance beauty in the natural. Okay? In the spiritual, holiness is what? Beautiful. Tell somebody, holiness looks good on you. Yes, and it has many benefits. It gives you boldness as well. Praise the Lord. So we, we can't appreciate on, unless we, you know, have a grasp of some of these things. Sanctification, the new birth and transformation. New birth, you must be born again. We established that last Sunday. And then the transformation that follows the new birth. The new birth is only the beginning. It's not the end. So you're born again then. Are you being transformed? Praise the Lord. Those are the things that help us to appreciate. And also, you know, just for, for clarity, because the tendency sometimes, you know, for us preachers is that when we are teaching on one thing, we may so emphasize it that if someone is not grounded, he might be carried away. As we study the Holy Spirit, let us know that the Holy Spirit is part of the Godhead. Praise the Lord. There is what? God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And three of them are equal. There is no senior, there is no junior. Praise the Lord. However, the dispensation we are in now is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. It's a dispensation now. The Holy Spirit is the one who is at work. Before now, it was our Lord Jesus who was at work. And he finished his work. When he hung on the cross, he said what? It is finished with his work. He didn't finish with your work, oh. And he didn't finish with my work. Why? The Bible says, now walk out what? Your own salvation. Did Jesus walk it out? He walked his own for me to walk my own. Let nobody deceive you. Jesus has done it all. He has done his own all. Praise the Lord. Now it's for me to do what? To walk out what he walked in. Praise the Lord. Okay, so the Trinity, we must appreciate God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, indivisible one. Okay? However, there are dispensations, and in this dispensation, we have the Holy Spirit in charge. And why is it important we learn these things? You know, the, the way I was made to understand it by the Spirit of the Lord is, the difference between me, do, do we have a Dr. Sonachi, you're a medical doctor now? Okay, please. The difference between me and her, okay, is that when I see you, I know you're a human being, okay? If you raise your hand, I say you have raised your hand. If we ask Dr. Sonachi what you raise, she can call up to 700 names of the things that are in that hand. You know what? She understands the detail of the anatomy of the human, uh, human body. I want to use a more human anatomy, you know. That, that's the difference. So knowledge is simply about definition. So if you join the army, I remember those days when, you know, I was joining the army by, uh, by Zoom then. <laughs> you know, I began. How many of us have heard first in, first out? 
Some of us, you know, we hear it in rumor. La- last thing, la- first thing. You see, we, when we see a gun, we say gun, gun, gun. When a military, a trained person sees a gun, they don't just see a gun. They see the number. They see the component. They know whether it's made in Russia. They know the way it operates. They know how to, to dismantle it. You know, they know how to couple it. They know the different parts. To you and I, is a gun. But to the person who will maximize it, it is not just a gun. It's a, it's a gun having seven components. You know why? That knowledge helps them to put it to best use. So as we are learning the Holy Spirit, we are not separating God. We are just learning so that we can make maximum benefit of the gift of God. Is somebody with me this morning? Praise the Lord. So you're becoming a doctor of, doctor of theology. Okay, so when we understand it, it's not so that you say, somebody say, no, God the Father, wait. I'm going to talk to God the Holy. No, no, no. It's just so that we can make maximum benefit. Is someone with me? Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise Jesus, somebody. So our Lord Jesus was careful. He said to us in John 16, 13 to 15, he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, the Spirit of truth, he will take of what is mine. And give to you. So everything he's doing for us, he took from the son. And then the son said, what is mine is the father's. And then the father is saying, everything is by the spirit. So, and then he says, he will glorify me. So there is unity. I just want to make that point so we don't get, you know, destabilized. Praise the Lord. So having said that, we move to the one we want to look at this morning. Which is what? Unity. Let me say Unity. Unity. Just like we said that the Holy Spirit loves joy, the Holy Spirit loves what? Unity. Unity. The Godhead, the majesty of the Godhead is in their unity. Our Lord Jesus Christ speaks like this. He says, I am the Father one. He says, I am in the Father, the Father is in me. They ask him, show us the Father. He says, you mean you've seen me and you've not seen the Father? Okay. Why? Because they're so intertwined. Praise the Lord. The same way when you come to Psalm 133 from verse 1. Psalm 133 from verse 1. The Bible says how good and how pleasant it is what? For brethren to dwell together in unity. You know why that is so good and pleasant? Let's see verse 2. It says, verse 2 now says, It is like the precious oil. When you see that oil in the Old Testament, it represents the anointing. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the bed. The bed of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments, Three, please. He said, it is like the dew of Hammon descending upon the mountains of Zion. He says, for what? There the Lord what? commanded the blessing, life forevermore. When God sees unity, it excites him. Praise the Lord. You know what? He is in unison with himself. So when we come together and he finds us in unity, he can operate. So in this season that we are desirous and we want to press in and grow, you know, in our work with the Holy Spirit, these are some of the things we must understand and establish. And if you come with me to Acts chapter 2, you know, that Psalm 133 actually just mirrored Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 verse 1 to 4, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, he said they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Praise the Lord. 
So what do we see here? Acts, 1, Acts 2 verse 1. Let's read it together. It says, When the day of what? Pentecost had fully come, there were all... We, I can't hear you. There were all with one accord in one place. Glory to Jesus. It was then that suddenly the Holy Spirit came upon them. Am I right? Now, that verse we read says something there which I want us to take note of. It says they were all with one accord. Okay? In one place. Do you know that that statement implies two different conditions? Let's read it together. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all what? With one accord. If you remove with one accord, the statement will read, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one place. Is it a complete statement? No, no. Is it a complete statement? It's a complete statement. But what it will remove is that they were in one physical location, but they were not with one accord. That's what I want us to see. And this place we read in Psalm 133 says, How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. Together in unity. Okay? There is the together and then there is unity. How many of us live in neighborhoods where we are in neighbors but there is no unity? The same yard but we are fighting for bathroom. Eh? I put uh, uh, something on the stove. My neighbor removes it, put her own. Are you living in the same address? It's the same address. Okay? But what? There is discord. Are we seeing that? If we look at uh, the Psalm 133 verse 1 in message translation, please. Psalm 133 verse 1. The message translation. It says, how good and pleasant for brethren to get along. So, thank you. It says, how wonderful. It says, how beautiful. When what? Brothers and sisters do what? Get along. Being a brother or sister to somebody, you know you really don't have a say in it. But getting along... You have a say in it. You have a say in it. Just like we are here in church today. Okay. You know, I, I was listening to a preacher and he made a point, which I, I think is so true. He said many times people think they choose the pastors that they have over them. But no, he says, God says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. So the Lord orchestrates your steps and directs you. Okay, sometimes it's, you know, you hear a message, someone tells you, you see the billboard or something, and you find yourself somewhere, and you know the doors of the church are open continually, am I right? At least this church, the doors are open, okay? So, you also have been in places where you went and came out and never returned. What makes you say this is your church? It doesn't originate from you. Is someone hearing me? No, it doesn't originate from you. It's because in the spirit you have been baptized into that local assembly. Okay? So you become brothers and what? Sisters in this assembly. But the second part, getting along, that one is your own to do. Are you with me? Now, verse 2 of it, let's look at the verse 2 of it in the NLT or the Living Bible Translation. Let's see. Thank you very much. NLT verse 2, see what it says now. It says, for harmony is as what? Precious as the anointing oil. Let's stop there. For harmony is what? As precious as the anointing oil. So he's saying that that unity is precious almost equal to the anointing. Praise the Lord. The uh, Olympics has started now. 
one of, one of the uh, parts of the Olympics that I find most interesting, I'm sure most of us as well, is the synchronized swimming. How many of us, you know, like the synchronized swimming? Uh, why are many of us looking at You don't know the one that is synchronized. Should I demonstrate it for you? <laughs> okay. Synchronized swimming is where, you know, human beings that have trained themselves, you know, to be almost like dolphins. Okay, in fact, in, in, if we saw them in Africa before now, we'll call them mummy waters. Okay, but the beauty of it is that they don't just do things underwater and in water, they do it synchronized. So you have 12 people moving in the same rhythm, doing the same thing. And it's beautiful, you need to watch it. It's lovely. So the Bible is saying, how money is what? It's precious. It's precious. And that's why even for, for those of us in the governor's fellowship, for early governors, that's why we used to do our match pass. I don't know. Some people rose up and just spoiled that thing. You know? I don't know what I wish. If one could match alone, I'll be matching my, by myself. It's beautiful. Ladies, when you see governor's match, what does it do? It brings an anointing to the house. It's powerful. It says for harmony. I'm making a point. For harmony is what? It's as precious now, if you join the army, let me use the army again. If you join the army or the police or any of the, um, you know, uh, paramilitary uh, agencies, you, you think that first thing they teach you is to kill somebody or to jump a tree. For months, you know what they begin to teach you? They just teach you to stand in the line with your brother. That's what they're teaching you. You come, they say, Sean, your, lead, your feet lands after seven others have landed, they say they're hearing rain for Abby. It's rain, Abby. It says it's raining here. They're just trying to get you to coordinate with every other person. You know why? Harmony is as precious as what? The anointing oil. That's it. It's a spiritual principle. That's what the Bible is saying. So in Acts chapter 2, after the Lord Jesus has said to them, wait, wait, wait until the Holy Ghost comes. Is it a wonder that when the Holy Ghost was going to come, they had to be with one accord in one place? They had to be with one accord in one place. Let's see what accord they were in. Come back, you know, uh, flip to the uh, uh, previous chapter, Acts chapter 1. The Bible says, after Lord Jesus, I'm reading from verse 9 now, has spoken these things to them. While they watched, he was taken up, and the cloud received him from out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men by, stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will so come in like manner, as you saw him go into the heaven. Into heaven. Verse 12 says, Then they returned. Who are they? They. Those who saw him, okay? Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when that entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all, are we there, verse 14? What does it say? Let's read that one together. It says, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Can you see what began to happen there? From the moment our Lord Jesus Christ left and the angel said to them, this thing you've seen, 
You're also going to be witnesses at the end. They gathered together and they began to pray. What were they praying? Let it be to us according to your word. Now, in that meeting, when they gathered, they were united. They came to pray. It says they were with one accord and in prayer and supplication, all of them. Now, the apostles, the women, the brothers of Jesus, all of them, they began to pray. Now, the Holy Spirit waited until they were here. They were praying. The Holy Spirit waited until there was unity. In understanding, in expectation. I pray that the Lord will make the Father's church to be in one accord. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, it is powerful. It is powerful. It's beautiful. It is excellent. And that's where we need to go. You know what? You see, you, 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 must, you must understand. For, for those of us that are parents and, and you have raised children... Maybe, you know, this generation. But, but I think, um, 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 who, who are the people that have multiple children? Those who have six and seven and five. You can understand when, as a parent, your children are quarreling. Do you know what it means? On whose side will you be? Do you understand? On whose side will you be? Daddy, 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 daddy. This person did this. Who will you side? Everyone you side, then you watch, you're against the other person. But they are all your children. The joy of the father, the joy of the mother, is that the children are what? In one accord. Once that, dis, you know, that, that disquiet is in the home, there can be peace in the heart of the father. The best environment cannot be found there. Now, the Holy Spirit is one. Praise the Lord. Even though he has the ability to be in me, to be in you, to be in you, to be in me, you know, individual. Imagine if while he's in you, all your mind is fighting against me. And then while he's in me, my mind is fighting against you. What do you think he will do? He will excuse himself. He will excuse himself because he can't be party. You know, he can't be party to it. That's why, you know, so some people who gather every time. And are just fighting, fighting enemies that, you know, you must find out what is the will of God in this matter. What is the cancer? What will Jesus do? Praise the Lord. The, Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus. You know, uh, quite a few spouses would have agreed that many times when you go to God in prayer and you think that you've come to report your spouse, your wife or your husband for all the things he's not doing right. That oftentimes the Holy Spirit doesn't take side with you. Do I have a witness? Oftentimes, he doesn't take side with you. You know what? He's also on your husband's side. Praise the Lord. He is also his Holy Spirit. He's your Holy Spirit. So when you come, by the time you pour out your heart, you will also pour out your offenses before you. And you leave that place humbled. But then it makes better because if you're better, it's easier for the man to catch up. Praise the Lord. So he is keen on unity. Come with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. From verse 3, we could actually read the entire place, but um, we'll read 3, 3 and 4. It says, okay, let me read from 1 so it makes sense. It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. 3 says what? Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Why? He said there is one body and one spirit. Is one spirit. 
Praise the Lord. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you are called in one hope of your calling. It goes on to five and six. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. Who is above all and through all. And in how many? Just in me or just in you. In all of us. So we all have the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Now, if we all have the Holy Spirit, why can't we be in one accord? Why can't we be in one accord? Somebody should, you know, begin to ponder on that. In fact, if you go down, if you go down to, to further in that uh, um, chapter 4, if you go down from verse 11, let, let's do that, you know, it will help us. Verse 11, it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Okay? Let me go back again. It says, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, evangelists, some pastors, teachers. So the gifts that you see, the offices you see, it says, why did he give them? It says, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry. This is what we're trying to say two Sundays ago, when we said that this is not a spectator sport. Praise the Lord. Concerning Christianity, today is the new covenant Christianity. Everybody is a player. Praise the Lord. Everybody is a star. Everybody is an MVP. Praise the Lord. So it says, he did this till what? 13 says, till we all come to the unity of the faith. So he's not excited if one person runs off and says, I finished, daddy, daddy, I finished my food. He says, has your brother finished? Are you getting what I'm saying? Daddy, 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 I finished, I've dressed up my... He says, has your sister gotten ready? Now, you and your parents want to go out. And you quickly get ready and get in the car. Would they leave the rest behind? Is it not wisdom now that when you get ready, <laughs> praise the Lord, you get ready, you can help them because if you get ready and jump in the car, you just wait. You just have to wait. He's father to all. That's what it says. It says till how many? We all come. So it is not wise for me not to want you to grow. Because until you come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Even myself, I'm I'm going nowhere. Till, what does the word till mean? It means wait. Till we all come. Till we all come. 14 goes on to say that we should no longer be children. Tossed and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. Look at 16 again. 16 talks about the same thing. He said, from whom the whole body, the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint, what? Supplies. Not by what some joint supply. You know, praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, I I think we've gone to medical school this morning. Now, you, you you know the reason you're well, eh? It's not because the best part of you is well. That you're healthy is because every part of you reasonably is healthy. The most useless part of you, if it becomes unhealthy, the whole of you is sick. (laughs) Is somebody getting what I'm saying? The most useless part. You say, where where is the rash or whatever? Or where is the whatever? Any once it's part of that body. If one part of that body is infirm, that nobody says, uh, uh, my finger is sick. Does anybody say that? No. It's the whole body. You know what? It's part of the body. It's part of the body. 
You know, part of the things that puzzled me as a young person, it still puzzles me, is how can I have a pain in the leg and I take Panadol with my mouth? Eh? How does the Panadol, how many of us have solved that problem? How does the Panadol know that I don't need Panadol for my ear? <laughs> I don't need, need painkiller for my, my throat. I don't need painkiller for my hands. I need it in my leg. How does it know? Simple. It works with the body. When it gets into the body, it solves pain over the body. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? That's the way it works spiritually as well. It says here, it says, From whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, then what happens? It causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Edifying of somebody else. No, edifying of itself. So this is in your interest. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. So, so you're, you're worried about something and you're interested in something happening in your church. You know what you should do? Don't say, let them do that. Say, let me do it. You know why? When you supply your share, when you contribute your quota, you make the body whole. And when the body is whole, the body will grow. And when the body grows, the part will grow. Praise the Lord, somebody. That's the way it works. So, so still talking about the principle that the Holy Spirit, he can't function where there is disunity. And just to make this point so I never miss out of it, is that the Lord ministered to me and said, tell them, some of these things I write them. He said, the devil has hindered, has fought and hindered God's children much more on technicalities than they can imagine. You know what we're learning now is a technicality, which, you see, what I'm trying to say is this. Okay, who's the holy brother here now? You see, or holy sister. Who is Stein's calf? Queen mother. But this, your, this thing is not reaching the ground. And you're wearing short sleeve. You see, what we're saying here is this. You see, <laughs> the enemy, the enemy many times on point, point by point, strong argument. We have our cases established. But when he goes to God, he wins cases over us on technicalities. Like what we're learning is technicality. He said, excuse me, sir, I know they're praying. I know they're doing this. But you see, look at that sister there. Watch after service. When they're passing, they will not greet themselves. That brother, if he's laughing, and you mention this brother's name, his countenance will change. And he'll ask the Lord, Holy God, will you operate in their midst? God will say, my hands are tied. Technicality. Let me show you. Bible. In Genesis 11, go to Genesis 11. We know the story, right? When the people were building the the tower of Babel and they had a plan to do something contrary to God's word, God's desire. Genesis 11, okay? They were building, 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 building. When God came on the scene, he said something, verse 6. He said something. I, I hope we pick it here. Let's read it. It says, and the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. How many of us are ready for Bible study? Indeed what? Why will I say, indeed, the people are one? I need somebody that will win dollars this morning. Sorry? Sorry? No, he's saying, indeed, the people are one. Because somebody told them, you can't stop this work. They are one. The enemy said, you can't stop this work. They are one. It's your principle. 
He said, if any two shall agree. This was in agreement. Jehovah, you can't stop this work. And Jehovah looked and said, indeed, they are one. The devil fights with technicalities. That's why as a country, we seem to be losing. We seem to be losing in spite of being on the right side, on the righteous side. We are losing. You know why? The wicked are in agreement. Did you see what happened with the vote in National Assembly? Both the ones who speak outside, the ones who speak, the ones who eat amala, the ones who eat pepper soup, the ones who eat afang. All, when the wicked come together, they don't have this unit. I told us, you know, okay, I learned many years ago, I was in the banking industry. And when, when I came to Abuja and there was all this, you know, Muslim and all of that. I said, when I was in the banking industry, I've never seen a board fight based on Christian Muslim. They never fight. You know what? That united in Mammon. What they want is money. They never fight on that level. Okay, some of us do businesses with government parasitas. How many parasitas have you gone to? And the PAMSEC, who is a Christian, is quarreling with the director that both of them do deals. Because that one is a Muslim. They never quarrel. Because once they do aye aye, say, okay, 50 for you, 50 for me, they sign. They agreed in iniquity. They don't fight. And once they have that, they come to court, they have a corrupt judge, they have a corrupt police officer. That just coordinated. But if somebody stands in that office for a righteous stand, stands for it. A brother who just came out from fasting and prayer, 115 days fasting and prayer, will not stand with him. Because first of all, he's going to ask which church. Would betide you if that person is from the Orthodox Church and you're Pentecostal. You're an enemy. He will not stand with you. No, he won't mind the cause. We're going to get unity of the spirit. Because when we say unity, it doesn't mean all of us will wear uniform. The Bible is so clear. It talks about the unity of the spirit. The unity of the faith. So the enemy is said to God, he said to God, the, Lord said, the enemy said, God, you can't stop this work. The people are one. That's your principle. And God had to say, indeed, what? The people are one. Let's go. He said, the people are one. And they all have one language. He said, so whatever they begin to do. Now, this also retraces that. He said, nothing that they what proposed to do will be what? Who is talking here? Who is supposed to withhold it? But who cannot withhold it? Clap for yourself. You're getting something. Is someone hearing? Did someone come to church today? He said, I, God cannot refuse their prayers their proposals they are one i beg you if you're a married couple here better unite don't waste your time are you hearing me if you're in business better unite if you're a member of this church please better unite with me it's better slap me but unite with me but i won't change the message do you understand no no let's not waste that time he he said indeed what they propose to do i will not withhold it that's why he stepped back. And because he's omniscient, and because he's omnipotent, and he's omnipresent, and because he's the one who created the devil, he taught him a lesson. So he didn't stop the work. What did he do? He confused their language. So the people went and became disunited. Based on that, the work stopped. The devil lost. Simple. Now, do you think the devil that they used that against in Genesis 11 will not use it against you? Isn't it what he's using against us now? Isn't it what he's applying? It's a principle. It, it, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't sound big. 
But you see, it, it, that's the way it works. Even in your vehicle, if the alignment of your two tires are different, you will pay for it. Because it expects unity. That's the principle of the world. Unity. There must be bond of peace. Unity of the spirit. So that the things that God wants done can be accomplished. He is holy. He can't break his laws. So the Bible said how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters get along. Get along. And that's why we pray together. Because you see, you know, I miss our prayers. You know, I'm, I'm so frustrated with this uh, Zoom prayer. But you see, when we get together and we're praying in the Holy Ghost, how many of us realize that when you're in a prayer meeting and you're praying, after some time, something is changing in your mind. You were thinking this way, then something is changing. You know what is happening? The Holy Spirit is gathering you. Some of you came from Guagua. Some of you came from, uh, you know, from Afghanistan in your mind. Uh, some of you came from uh, this thing. As you're praying, the Holy Spirit is just working. All that work, our prayer meeting used to be two hours, right? Pastor's prayer meeting. And we'll pray for over an hour in the Spirit, you know what? So that we can come as one. You attend some prayer meetings. One day, God, I say, Father, in the name of you, come and do this. The devil will just laugh and say, this one hasn't even come. He's still in the traffic. The person that scratched his car, he's still fighting with him there. He hasn't even attended the meeting. You are holding hands with him. It's a principle. It said the people were, if you look at Acts 2, one, two ones there. The first one was one accord. The second is one place. When we see one place, we're happy. That, that's why, please don't be moved when you see a large gathering of people. That's one place. The second one you should look for is what? One accord. They may be, you know, but it's not, I, I think anywhere they call Jesus' name. Jesus has some people there. But the bulk of the people there are not interested in what they're doing. You know, that's how come, you know, we had the governor's um, program. And someone was, we're talking about what manner of men we should be in such a time as this. How do we rise up and be vessels in delivering Nigeria? And somebody is saying, I'm sleeping with a boyfriend. That's the person's question. Do you think the person attended the meeting? Was the person in the meeting? Yes, to ask the question. But was he in one accord? The spirit was completely absent. The spirit was not there. Look at the question. You're not asking, how do I go back to my office? Or he said, no, what do I do to this unbeliever that me, a Christian, I'm selling out to? That's, that was the question. It shows you that even though we're in one place, we're not in one accord. Okay? And, and the enemy understands this. So he, he said to God, these people are one. These people are one. So when God sees such a situation... He will act. Why? That is what he desires. Let, let me show you another scripture in James chapter 3. In James chapter 3 verse 16 and 17. Very simple thing. But you see, I think I, I've told us this many years ago. I was listening to one of the pastors that, you know, re, uh, reverence that, you know, God used to build me up in the faith. And, um, Reverend Joe Liar. And I don't know whether I went for a program in Kaduna in his place or he came to the church in Lagos. But he said that we are planning a major crusade in some of the village, in some place in Kaduna. And then they got a revelation that the witches there had gathered and said that that crusade will never be successful. So I was listening because the man, he can pray and will begin to see angels, even though I didn't see you. But that time he'll pray, you know, people will just be screaming, you know. I didn't scream, but uh, I have to understand it. Okay, so 
He now said on the day of the, pro- of the program of the outreach, that as they were about to enter the bus and leave, now you know what happened? Dickin Soso started quarreling with Dickin Soso. Sister Soso in the choir was quarreling with her brother Soso in prayer. This person was, immediately he said, the Lord gave him the scripture. He said, where there is envy, where there is strife. He says what? He says, he every, how many things? He, he says what? Let me, the last part, how many things? Do you know what every is? He said, every evil thing is there uh-uh, for such a small thing that I'm just arguing with you. But this is a principle. It's a principle. So we, we, we must understand this, this is a delicate, where spiritual things are delicate. They're, they're beautiful, they're simple, but they're delicate. You can't afford to be the cause of division. The cost to the move is too expensive. It's too expensive. It's not worth it. That's why sometimes, you know, uh, God forgive me, but sometimes I, it, it appears as if I, I'm, I'm not very sensitive. And I tell people, if you don't want to be in this church, leave. I'm concerned about unity. You understand what I'm, I'm concerned? Because it's better we are here and we know we are here. And we see the principles of warfare. We looked at that, I think, a, a few weeks ago in church. Where they said, is any man fearful? What? He said, let him go home. Oh. Let him go home. He said, has anyone married? Is there somebody whose sole agenda now is to provide for his great-grandchildren? He said, let him leave this walk because in this walk, we are banded together to make Jesus Christ Lord. That's what happened. We see the mighty men of David. What did they have? They came with nothing, but they had unity. They came from different backgrounds, but they had unity. They came from different experiences, but they had unity. In fact, they came, they came destitute, but they had unity. The Bible says, all who were indebted, all who were discontented, all who were outcasts, who were failures on that soul system, said they left and joined with David in the wilderness. You look at a bunch like that. What will you say as a leader? I don't know which thing I do. We make you hate me so. <laughs> you understand? You look at a bunch like that. He said, according to us, he said, any, any Tedola son here? No. Ah. Any, this, he said, where are you from? He said, ah, hey, my father is a pensioner. He said, ask this one, where are you from? He said, I actually came. I don't know if I can be squatting while I joined the church. You know, you look at everybody that came. There's nothing they came with. But the Bible said they came with one purpose. They came to make David king according to the word of the Lord to Israel. And because they had one purpose, you read a few chapters later, what happened? The same men became mighty men of valor. Why? Because where there is unity, there, there, the Lord does what? Commands his blessing. You can't stop where there's unity. You can't stop it. The Holy Spirit will anoint that brethren you see you you may not know music just like me you know i don't know music you may not know the language they're singing but if you bring seven people here that's that's uh, singing swahili song is that's do a swahili song when the harmony comes you start clapping you don't know what they're singing but once the voices harmonize you will jump up and start clapping that's the way we are created God responds to it. Everything in nature responds to it. Harmony, unity. There's a blessing that flows from it. And the enemy understands it. So, so we see that. He says every evil thing. Why won't he see 
that envy, self-seeking. I, I don't think there's self-seeking in the Father's church. Let's clap for ourselves. I, I don't think so. Well, the, the people here, I'm telling you the truth, the people here are very humble. Very, very humble. And I don't even think there is envy. So I don't think there are evil things here. Praise the Lord. Now, I'm, I'm very serious about that. And, and we're careful to do that. That we create an environment where, because what, who do you want to be? You want to be pastor, nobody will carry your suit. Eh? We have love feasts. You won't eat before anybody. Okay, we're, we're planning to have an open house, Abby. When we come for that open house, they won't serve some people with breakable plate and serve you with plastic plate. Everybody's on the same level. So what are you seeking? I pray they'll make Nigerian leadership like that so that National Assembly people will enter KK and enter BOSS. Eh? That time they'll want electronic voting. Don't you think so? But when you exalt some people, and that's the principle of scripture. He said the greatest, who is great amongst you? He said, I'm great. He said, you should be the servant. Isn't that what Jesus taught us? That's the principle of scripture. But anywhere that scripture is not obeyed, then they'll be self-seeking. Have you seen environments where people are, you know, prompting and pushing and, you know, strategizing to become leaders? It's because they honor leaders above, you know, above what is necessary. They are breaking scripture. So anyway, there is no self-seeking. But the, the, dev, the devil understands this thing. He says every evil thing. Uh, it's not fornication. Praise the Lord. No, they are not adulterous. It's just that he notices that there is schism here. And then he goes to God and says to God, this is your principle. This is your principle. They are not in unity. So we gather, we say, um, now uh, as a church, we want to do this, we want to do this. Please, if you hear it and you don't want to do, better go and pray until you want to, or pray until the pastor changes his mind, or pray until, <laughs> I don't know what will happen. But, but you see, it, it, I'm laughing about it, but it's not a laughing matter. Do you understand? That, 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 you, you, you must understand. The Holy Spirit will anoint where there is agreement. Now think of it if you were the Holy Spirit, and five people are praying, okay? And two really want this thing to happen, and the other three don't want it to happen. Who will you answer? Hmm? Enoch, who will you answer? Eh? It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate when they were with one accord and in what? One place. Those two principles. Those two grounds established. It says, there, there. Let, 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 me, let me bring it this way. I think this might be the part that, you know, concerns us locally and, and then we'll pray. Because I, I know we need to pray. How many of us want to pray? We need to pray. Let, let, let me bring it to the part that really concerns us. When, when we look at Ephesians 4 verse 3, it says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. The unity of the spirit. Unity is not, we've said that unity is not uniformity. But unity simply means same objective, isn't it? We have same objective. So we, we don't all have to be the same. A football match has 11 people, isn't it? If the defender tries to do the part of the goalkeeper, what is he going to get? A red card and a penalty against the same. Okay? But he has something to do. Okay? The striker has something to do. The uh, uh, whatever, midfield, they have their things to do. But they are united with one objective, to keep a goal from being conceded by their side, isn't it? And to see that what the other side concedes a goal. That's the objective. Now, in that process, follow me now. In that process, do you know that sometimes, instead of kicking the ball in the direction where they want to score, they kick it in the opposite direction. Am I right? Do they do that? Thank you. 
you understand that in that process also sometimes the person might actually run where there is no ball and you're wondering why is this person running nobody's chasing him he's reading the game and positioning himself all activities done by those people is one to see that their team does what scores they are not doing the same thing but they have one objective now let me help us unity as a church means we have how many one objective one objective and what is that objective he has several several distinct. but the kingdom of our lord and his christ well, to be established our father which are in heaven what hallowed be i'm not hearing you this morning are we fasting hallowed be thy name thy kingdom what thy will be done as it is in heaven simple thy will be done so we we are united under that we want his will to be done now what that means is this brothers and sisters what that means is this if i see something being done okay and i'm saying ah i don't understand this thing that i don't then i open the bible and i see ah this is the will of god what should it mean it means that immediately what should i do i align with it because that's the objective of the church that's the objective of the church the same way we say, till we all come to the unity of the faith. That's the objective. We want everybody to be conformed to the will of God. So if anything is in line with God's will, whether I liked it before or um, I, I don't like it at all, whether the area of the country where I come from, we don't like it. Eh? What do I do? I conform. Why? I'm trying, I'm endeavoring. Is somebody getting it? I'm endeavoring. To keep the unity. That's it. I'm endeavoring. So it's not whether I like what is going on. I don't, I'm not to like it. As long as I'm here, I've surrendered my likeness. My liking. Eh? My liking. I've surrendered my liking to Jesus. So whatever Jesus likes, what should I do? I like it. As simple as that. You know, I, 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 I read somewhere military again i read somewhere that that part of the reasons why when you join the military they shave you is to remove every imagination from yourself of who you came in as maybe you may have come in as a joe the mohawk or agaba agaba the afro whatever name you come in with by the time they shave all of you and give you white uh, polo and khaki shorts when you stand, all of you just look like one multiplied into ten. It's a principle. The same way as Christians, when we come under the lordship of Jesus, we surrender our individual preferences and make ourselves what? Servants sub to his lordship. And anything that his lordship wants becomes my delight. It's no longer my choice. So as long as you and I are pursuing the same thing. You know what? We'll be in unity. We'll be in unity. We won't struggle with it. We'll be in unity. Okay? We'll be in unity. Yes. Yes. You've seen movies. I mean, a few of us, you know, are very spiritual. We don't watch. But those who watch movies, a bit of movies, okay? You would have seen movies where they catch, where they catch uh, maybe um, spies or whatever. And, you know, they, they, they have them all surrounded with guns. And then they start fighting themselves. One begins to argue. Say, you're the one who put us in this situation. And they start boxing themselves. How many of us seen it? What did they do that for? When they start the fight, what ends up happening? They turn around and disarm the other people. So even though one slapped the other, which is an offense, 
the slap was in pursuit of their objective. So sometimes I may hurt you. And sometimes you may hurt me. But it's in the direction of achieving the purpose for which we are gathered together. If we are careful not to hurt anybody, we won't make progress. Many years ago, when I was a young boy, the few times I went to the cobbler, cobbler shoemaker, to repair maybe my school sandal or something, shoes or like that, I used to have a problem. What was the problem? The strap has torn off. Are you with me? And I bring it for you to gum. When I give it to them, I'll sit down and wait. They first begin to scrape the thing. Do you understand? They, they, they scrape. They finish scraping this side, they keep it. They scrape the other side, they keep it. I want it joined together. I thought you should be putting it together. You know what? They have to bruise each side so that the two can become one. If I try not to bruise you, we can be one. For us to have agreement, there will be areas of disagreement. You know why? Because you are not Jesus, I'm not Jesus. We are following Jesus. So, to follow him, I will align. You will align. As we keep aligning and aligning, what is happening? We continue to become one. That's why when I heard a man say he and the wife had never quarreled, I stopped listening to him. And up to today, I don't listen to him. Because you must be something else. If your wife is a human being, Created in the image of God, God gave her a will. Even your baby, you know, I told you, my daughter Tuskina, when our children, when they were small, we used to use our mouth, you know, to take away mucus from their nose. But as they grow, you say, go right. They say, no, daddy, I want to go left. And you're wondering, the person that I carried, the person that I used my mouth to suck out mucus, eh, is telling me I want to go. You know what? If you don't want that, then you don't want to give birth to a human being. At a point, they will have their will. They must have their will. You know why? They were created in the image and likeness of God. Do you know that if I don't exercise my will, you can't charge me for obedience or disobedience? Oh, yes. If there is no exercise of will, then there is no obedience. See, my children are very obedient. They are not obedient. They are under bondage. They are like the Leviathan. Obedience is, they have their will, you have your will, and then they surrender their will to your will. That's what our Lord Jesus Christ said. Not my will, but what? He didn't say I don't have a will. So as long, I'm saying that to say, as long as you have a will, I have a will. And our wills are not Jesus' will. My job and your job is to continue to check what we're doing. Is it according to his will? If it's according to his will, humble yourself, Bobo. Sister, humble yourself. Hulata, hulata. See what the Lord can do. Are you getting me? You humble yourself. We talked about humility. Part of the things the Holy Spirit teaches us on Wednesday. You humble yourself. Because the bruise is necessary for the bonding. I was talking about the the cobbler, the shoemaker. He will bruise my sandal. And then I realized that after he bruised it, how many of us remember? Is it Evo, Evo, Evo. Then he will now put the Evo. Okay? And then allow it to dry. And then put it together. After I begin to see that what he's doing is making sense. But it didn't make sense to me before. Do you understand? What are you bruising it for? But if, if they don't chisel out some things from here and some things from there, there can be that bonding. That's the, what we learn when we come to Christ. Is someone getting it? So, so th- these are the things we, we, we understand and we begin to grow in the spirit. The, the other part which we may not be able to talk about is submission. Now, the same way, if, if you know how to drive here, yeah, 
Okay, most of us know how to drive as mature men. If you enter a car, an Uber or boat or any of those vehicles, okay, and you know how to drive, you know there's a problem you have. The man doesn't accelerate when you would have accelerated. How many of us? You know, the, he, he, he should overtake this car. He doesn't overtake it. Then when you feel he shouldn't overtake, that's when he overtakes. If you don't keep your mouth shut, you will cause an accident. It's better you get off that car than be on the top seat and join the driver to drive. Now, driver, apply brake, apply brake. Driver, see that car, see that car. Driver, see, see, see. If you do that, you will end up causing an accident. You know why? You're not the leader in that van. Somebody has been given leadership. That's why they have conduct. You know the job of a conductor? The job of the conductor is to make the driver happy. <laughs> if the driver is not happy, everybody's in trouble. Oh, yes. You know, women, they have, they have to learn this. Your husband is not such a good driver, but learn to keep your mouth shut. Oftentimes, I have to remind Momichi, I taught you how to drive. <laughs> She'll tell me, see, see, you know, I, I just be wondering, now, when did this one start driving? You know this? <laughs> eh? Georgie, you know, they, they, they just, they, they, they are passengers, though. I, I would say, the job of a passenger is to make the driver what? Comfortable. Because until, when you park where you're going, you can get off and tell him turn left. But as long as you're in that car, his concentration and ability to take his decisions is for your safety. The same thing when you're in an environment like this. Your HOD, if you don't like submitting to him, get out of the car. If you don't like submitting to your leader, get out of the vehicle. Why? You will cause trouble. Unmarried people here, when you want to marry that brother, if he makes foolish decisions, don't marry him. Because he will continue to make those decisions and you will continually be expected to do what? To follow him. And if the desire to marry is a foolish one, then don't follow that first foolish one. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? But if you marry him, we're going somewhere. Do you understand? Unity, unity, unity. When David is going to kill um, Nebai, sorry, Nebai was hearing Nebai, was going to kill, Abigail didn't go and slap and say to the quarrel with the man. She quietly did what she could do first. You know what? At that point, neighbor was still what? Her head. If she went and confronted neighbor, and neighbor said, sit down here, you woman. You take too much to yourself. You're not going anywhere. What do you think will happen? If she went, she'll be in disobedience. And she'll not get a good response from David. That's why she went the best way she could. And it was after she went that she came and started telling the man. Now God saying, this woman has suffered enough. Eh? May God not say to our wives, that they have suffered enough. What I'm saying is that we will love our wives. We will take care of them. Amen. No, may God not want to deliver them. Somebody, a man died. And the mother of the man said to the wife, you are now free. Are you getting it? Somebody's husband died. Are you with me in church today? And then the f- mother of the man who died, of the husband, said to the wife, so you are now free. What does that mean? They say, use your tongue to count your teeth. What does that mean? 
God intervenes. So, what, what I'm trying to say is this. Endeavoring to keep the unity. Make sure that you have found making effort to do to keep the unity. You know why? God wants to make an army of us. Praise the Lord. And he can't make an army where there's no unity. Ezekiel 37 as we round up. Ezekiel 37 from verse 7. From verse 1 to 10, we looked at that on Wednesday as well. But today we just read from 7. It says, talking about the valley of dry bones. This is what it says. It says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly a rattling. And the bones, what? Came together. Somebody say, we are coming together. Somebody say, we are coming together. In my home, in my business, in my affairs, in the church, even as a nation, the Christians are coming together. In the name of Jesus. We are coming together. They came together, bone to bone. Verse 8. He says, indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. And the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. But they were ready for the breath. Are you getting it? They were ready for the bread when they came together. Verse 9 says, So he said to me, Prophesy to the bread, prophesy, son of man, and say to the bread, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this slain, that they may live. Verse 10. says, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. May I ask you to rise on your feet this morning as an exceedingly great army because the Lord is about to breathe afresh on you in the name of Jesus. Unity. Unity. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. Unity of the spirit. No more unnecessary, you know, giving the devil unnecessary ground. The Lord said to he said to Jonah, he said, Jonah, do you do well to be angry? I want to ask you, brother, why, why are you so angry with your wife? Why are you so angry with your colleague? Why are you so angry? Why, why, why are you a cause of disunity there? Why? Give me the reasons. Why can't you agree? Why? Endeavor it. Because the enemy knows as long as he can keep us from coming together, we will rise a great army. But somebody say no more. Somebody saying first and no more. In the name of Jesus Christ. What we're talking about is not, is not going to be cheap because we, 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 every, we are going to be caught. But it's essential. Praise the Lord. It's essential. They had to come together. The bones had to come to bone. The signs had to come to sign before the spirit could feel them. And that's what he's saying. Even as an individual, are your desires coming together? Oh, yes. I, I said, I, I was saying the, the issue we have with this church. The, the issue we have is not envy, it's not self seek The problem we have is that some members of this church, you like the way, you know that they're teaching you the word of God, but you feel you need some magic. So when the Father's church finishes on Sunday, on Monday afternoon, you go for one special deliverance this thing. Tuesday, you go for one special prophetic this thing. On Wednesday, you go for one special bio service. The other time, you go for this. You, 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 you hear the word. What they tell you here is, don't worry. God will do it. Trust in the Lord and be of good courage. He will do it. But when you finish hearing it, you like it. But when you leave, you tune your phone. Now, they don't tune Rodi Abbey. If I bring all your phones now, I'll see all kinds of prophetic things. 
you're not united. You know why? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I, I don't have a problem with you listening to other pastors. But if you're listening to people who are teaching you contrary to what I'm teaching you, you're disunited. There are preachers that people have listened to. Uh, 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 Sister Judy sent me a message the other day. A preacher that when you listen. If you're listening to the preacher and he doesn't remind you what you're learning here, it's disunity. Because when I listen to Dr. Connors and those, I, it's as though we, I, I, I preach their sermon and they preach my sermon. So you can listen to anybody. But why, why, why go to Mercedes? Eh? And then during the week, you go to maybe even Rolls Royce. Why come to Kia? Let's say I'm Kia. Eh? Kia Rio. Eh? Or Kekena Pep. But you don't take Kekena Pep to Rolls Royce on Monday. And take Kekena Pep. No. If you're here, just tell yourself. Now this thing where Pastor Ikena they preach. Then God go take bless me. Then you sit down. Are you hearing me? You sit down. What did Jesus say to them when there was the insufficiency of bread and, and fish? He said, make the man was seated. Some people are not seated. You're running here, running there. They, you come here, we tell you, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And these what? Other things shall be added. When you leave, you go to the place where they say seek 17 prayer points and seek it at 7 in the morning. Standing up with your underwear halfway. Turn to the Face, face, <laughs> face out, face east. You're going to magic. You're divided. There's no unity in you. And let not that man suppose that he can receive anything. If you come here, child of God, you see, you're trusting God for the fruit of the womb. We've had people 14 years, 15 years with nothing. The only thing that happened is, Julius, what was your testimony? Were you going somewhere before you decided to sit down? Or you never went? People have come, they go, they go. When they sit down, the Lord will say, are you ready? He will say, are you ready? You, you, you can't come here and like the thing that they say in the Father's church. Ah, Pastor Ken, I will just tell you the whole truth. Then you can add some truth and another truth. It's not true. Most of the things that are doing there is for self. They, they make your flesh feel good. They have no... Bring scripture and show me. Bring scripture and show me. So when you do that, the devil laughs at you. Because you won't be able to receive. The Bible says receive with meekness. You won't be able to receive the word that is coming out from you. It won't, it won't find. Listen, when you go and read, read, look at the parable of the seed and the sower. Okay. One of the grounds that didn't bear fruit. You know what happened? It had too many activities. He said this ground had much care. How do you process listening to a message from here? And then you can listen to those, some of those prophets that tell you because the seventh month, the seventh blessing, what will happen in the eighth month? Eh? They tell you seven, God rested. Eh? So the blessing, all the blessings are going to, then the eighth month, they conjure something else and tell you, and you with sense, you're listening. Eh? You understand? They tell you it's uh, 12 a.m. At 12 a.m., this and this. I've asked you, if you go to Canada, which 12 a.m. will you use? I get it what I'm saying. Eh? You, 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 you come here that teaching you the, the, the simple word which is able to save you. But you like it or you don't want to be, to be that you left this place where they teach the truth. But you need one prophetic thing to go in the morning. You need one apostolic thing to go in the afternoon. You need one... Uh, what are they giving you 70 prayer points for? What, 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 what are you going there for if you have heard the truth? What is difficult there now? If I were you, if as I am now, when I live here, my job will be unity. As I'm working on it, I won't have time to do any other thing. 
you understand? I'll be walking to leave this world. We were praying yesterday, Abby, that we, it's not just to hear the word, it's to be doers. I'll be walking to do the word. What we hear here is to make us conform to the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And when we are confirmed to that image, you know what happened? We walk in power. We walk in authority. We walk in victory. We, yes, we become light. We become light. It's automatic. Christianity is automatic. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his word, righteousness, and a few things, some things, spiritual things, uh, material things, all things. He said, listen, he said, these things, the Gentiles, you're not a Gentile. Stop seeking things. You're not a Gentile. It's disunity. And some of them, listen, some of them are very private. Because it's just you. You'll just be confusing yourself. But this morning, God wants to make you a mighty army. Do you understand? God wants to raise us a mighty army. He said, let bone come to bone. Let there be agreement. When we say amen here, let us go. Knowing that we're under the canopy of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord, somebody. So this is what the Lord wants to do. I, I take the prayer points. Come with me to Job. Job chapter 2. Uh, if you have your Bible or phone, uh, you might need to hold it so nobody distracts you. Job chapter 2 verse 7. It says they run like mighty men. You're going to pray from today by the grace and anointing of the Lord. I'm no longer weak. I'm no longer unstable. Job 2 7. He said they run like mighty men. I want you to begin to pray. Lord, by reason of my coming together in unity, Lord, I want to begin to walk. I want to begin to talk. I want to begin to live. I want to begin to run like a mighty man. The spirit that is in me is mighty. I will not be weak. I will not be inconsequential. I will fit into this position. It says the anointing came and they rose an exceedingly great army. I want you to pray for yourself. I refuse from today. No more. I will not belittle myself and I will not belittle. I will not belittle myself and I will not belittle. I will matter. I will matter. The Bible says the least, the strong amongst us is like the son of God. And the least amongst us shall be like David. You will no longer be small. By reason of the anointing of the Lord. You're rising up. 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 I want you to pray for yourself. I refuse to be small. This is the word of God. Power flows to me. I align. I'm in accord with the word of God. I'm in accord with the spirit of God. I'm in accord with the counsel of the Lord. And the power of the Lord is upon me. I'm a vessel. We prayed last Sunday. Full of power by the anointing from the Lord. I am a mighty man. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm a child of God. I am born again. I'm surrendered to his word. I'm yielded to the spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. I can't hear your amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. They run like mighty men. He said they climb the world like men of war. Everyone matches information. I'd like us to see this particular verse in message, please. Everyone matches information. Everyone matches information. Let's see the message. Thank you. 
This is how message puts it, and you're going to pray for yourself for that. It says, it says, each soldier does what he's told. Is someone hearing me? I want you to pray for wisdom unto obedience, wisdom unto submission. Each soldier doesn't do what they want, each soldier does what he's told. Because in instruction is my deliverance. He that loveth instruction, loveth his life. He that hates instruction, hates his life. Each soldier does what he's told. Lord, I receive grace to obey. I receive humility to submit. As a soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ, your word will carry weight. Your word will move me. Your word will influence me. I will match information. That's what he said. I said, I will match information. Each soldier does what is told i will do what i'm told i will work as i go from here the spirit of unity will come upon me i will work i will make effort i will seek reconciliation i will reconfigure my thinking i will surrender to your word in the name of jesus christ in the name of jesus the other one says they don't break ranks they do not break ranks they are disciplined Hallelujah. It says where there's strife, friction. It says every evil, evil thing is there. I will not break ranks. You will not break ranks. We will not break ranks. In the name of Jesus. I say we will not break ranks. In the name of Jesus. The message calls it will be disciplined. Will be disciplined. You, you know the thing about discipline is that it makes you reliable. That, that's, that's why you see a team playing. And somebody kicks out a ball where there is nobody. You know why? All their trainings, whenever this person is there, the ball goes there. So he doesn't wait for the ball to be kicked. Discipline. That's why you, hear, you see some footballers, they are skilled, but they don't go far. Because when they get on the pitch, they are carried away with their skill. But you see a skilled, disciplined player. He's unstoppable. The Bible says we will be disciplined. In the name of Jesus, said the invaders tried to climb barricades. Nothing stops them. Each soldier does what is told. So disciplined, so determined. I want you to pray for yourself. For the grace, for the grace to work in discipline and determination. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I pray for myself. You pray for yourself. The spirit of discipline and determination. Let it come upon me. The apostle Paul says, I beat my body. I put it under. I bring it to subjection. Why? I'm not my Lord. I'm not my master. I belong to Jesus. I am part of this great army. I surrender to discipline. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Verse 8. Verse 8 says, they don't push one another. Hallelujah. I said what? They don't what? Push one another. I think NLT says they don't trip one another. <laughs> How many want to pray that prayer? You see, the, the, the Bible says, the Bible says, offenses must come. Isn't that what it says? It says, but woe is he through whom he comes. Abby. So I don't want offense to come from me. Where you are under obligation to forgive me. But you see, there is a challenge on my part. Not to, because there is a dealing that God will deal with me in spite of you. Praise the Lord. He said they, don't, they never jostle each other. Okay, ERUV, ERUV or NLT. says they don't trip. You're going to pray. We're going to pray in this army that God is raising. 
Thank you. They don't trip each other. Lord, by my conduct, by my speech, by everything I do, I will not be the reason for the tripping of any person. Begin to pray. I say I want you to begin to pray. This is a prayer of deliverance if you don't know. This is a prayer of victory. I will not trip. I will not trip a brother. I will not trip my sister. I will not trip the brethren. No salakatoso lokeribada. Zelakatosa lagarabo. Nisataka lagarabo. Nobody. Nobody will fall because of me. Nobody. My brother will not fall. My sister will not fall. I will seek the things that make for unity. I'll seek the things that make for growth. I will do those things that work to the defying of the body in love. I will not trip anybody. For my sake, nobody will fall. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. Lord, help me. Help me. Nobody will fall for my sake. Nobody. I will not. I'm a soldier in this army. I will not. I will not. My running, my being mighty, my advancing will not be a cause for the tripping of another. Will not be a cause for the failing of another. Rather, I will lift up. I will strengthen. I will embolden. I will be a help in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. I will not trip anybody. In the name of Jesus. The second one says, each one matches in his own column. Each one matches in his column. Let, let, let's, still, let's leave it a message. You know what this says? Eight, please. Eight. We're still in eight. Each one matches in it. It says they, they, everybody knows his job and does it. How beautiful that army will be. Praise the Lord. Everyone does what? I can't hear you. Everyone knows what? And what? Everyone knows his job and does it. Do you want to pray for that? For, to be? Lord, help me. Help me. Let me know what to do. Give me the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Give me the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Let me know what you want me to do and let me do it. Lord, let me know. Let me know. Masila kaposhala garabo. Zole gerebababa. Seta lagarabo. Santa lagarabo. Lord, help me. Help me. Teach me your will. Teach me your will. Teach me your will. Teach me your will. Then let me do it, O Lord. Let me know my job. Let my sister know her job. Let my brother know his job. Let the pastor know his job. Let the congregation know their job. Let everyone know their job and do it in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, our Father. Thank you for this mighty army. Thank you, O Lord. The last one we are going to pray, still the same verse 8. Look at it on the screen. See the words that are there. Look at it on the screen. Do you like what he's saying? You know that can become your experience. He says, when they were in one accord and in one place, he said the Spirit came. The Holy Spirit is able to do this for us. Make you live here undaunted. Make you live here fearless. Make you live here unswerving. And make you live here unstoppable. Now, if you're well and you're sitting down, please stand on your feet. But if you're not well, you can remain seated. We don't want anyone to pull us back. Are we ready to pray? We're going to pray this in the Holy Ghost. Ah, Silagarabo Janda. 
we're still going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. Because some of you came here, you thought you were nursing mothers. But the Lord said you were mighty army. Some of us came here, we thought that we just came to church. But the Lord said, I've anointed you. I put my spirit in you. I said, I'm living here undaunted. I'm living here unswerving. I've made up my mind to go God's way. For the rest of my life, I am not turning back. I'm not falling by the wayside. I've laid my hands on the plow. I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to pray for yourself. This is what I want for me. Undaunted. Fearless. Unswerving. Unstoppable. Lord, you have begun to walk in me. I'm not giving up. Somebody is not about to give up. The anointing of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Most High God. You will enable me. I will not come here and live the same way. I will not come here and live unchanged. I'm going higher. Where I was last week, I cannot be there. The people that met me last week, they can't meet me at the same place. I'm going higher. I'm in the mighty army. I'm bonded with my sister. I'm bonded with my brother. I'm reconciled. Something is happening in me. I'm pressing forward. I'm pressing forward. I'm pressing forward. You are going higher. Because we have to go together. We are going higher. We are going higher. We are leaving the devil behind. We are stomping on the devil. I'm going higher. I'm increasing in grace. I'm increasing in anointing. I'm increasing in power. I'm increasing in influence. I'm increasing in health. I'm increasing in wisdom. I'm increasing in understanding. I'm increasing in prosperity. I'm going above the shadows into the presence of God. I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to pray. A mighty army. A mighty army. A mighty army. A mighty army. This is who you are. This is who you are. This is who you are. Masola Garaboshe Garagaragada. Zole Garababa Salagarabo. Makola Garaboshe Lagarababa. Zela Garaboshe Kalagarabo. We are going higher. We are going higher. We are going higher. Masola Garabo. Undaunted. Undaunted. Fearless. Unswerving. Unstoppable. Undaunted, fearless, unswerving, unstoppable, undaunted, fearless, unswerving, unstoppable, undaunted, fearless, unswerving, unstoppable. Zela garabo, sheka la garabo, zela kababa, la sola garabo, zela garabo sondul. Manda la garabo shekere le kudola garabo zola garababa zela garabo shanda la garabo 
Masota la garabo sundo. Leka baba baba. La sota la garabo. Makosha la garabo. Zola garabo shenda garaba. Makota la garabo santa la garabo. Zela garabo sheka la garababa. Keka kaka koko. Manto la garabo sheka la garababa. Lesa la garabo. Mando la garabo sanda la garabo. Masata la garabo. Neza la garabo. Neza la garabo. Neza la garabo. Nasa la garabo. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I didn't want us to pray this, but I just sense we need to pray it. How many want to recover? You see, uh, technicalities. Technicalities, a petty, formal point. Arising from a strict interpretation of rules. I tried to check what it means. And what I see, what I see in the spirit, is that some of us, our checks cannot be cleared. You know what the problem is? They put one letter in your name. Just differently. How many of us have had checks returned for nonsense? Everybody knows this is 2021. If you see 17 July 2020, shouldn't you know it's a mistake? But if they know, would they still pay? They won't pay. There's money in the account. Is somebody getting me? We're going to pray. Every battle lost due to technicalities. By the anointing of the Lord. Lord, I want to recover. I want to recover. Is someone hearing me? I want to for nothing. I mean, what is there in apologizing? I'm, I'm, Lord, I apologize. What is there in, in recon? What is that thing that the enemy is using to hold that has no basis? That, that holds no water? What is that deception? What is that thing I'm holding on to? What is that thing that I'm holding on to? That the enemy is using to put me down beneath where God wants me to live. What is that association? What is that relationship? What is that entanglement? What is that place? Where, where, where is it from? I want you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, I receive forgiveness for every ground that the enemy had deceived me. They, I have deceived myself. And I pray for the grace for recovery. I pray for the grace. She said to David, you will recover. This morning I'm praying for recovery. Recovery of relationship. Recovery of resources. Recovery of levels in Christianity. Recovery of my position in you. I'm a child of God. I'm seated in heavenly places. Far above principalities and powers. I recover all that the Father has given to me. I will not suffer loss. I will not allow the enemy to win cheaply. He should not win cheaply, sir. He should not win cheaply. He should not win cheaply. Why should you give him victory? For no reason. Why should you allow him to work in your family? Why should you allow him to work in your finances? For something little. Why should you allow him to work in your body? Why are you giving him grounds? I refuse. I refuse to be defeated on technicalities. I take authority. The, my position in Christ Jesus all that the father has given to me i take it back i recover i recover i recover i recover i recover 
Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my God. Begin to thank Him. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. I'm sorry I'm taking your time. I'm sorry I'm taking your time, but this is for somebody. There are words you've spoken that from this moment, the Spirit of God will bring to your remembrance and you make sure you counter them. Is someone hearing me? You counter them. You will not die. You will not die. I said you will not die. Ah, Baba. You're not finished. There are words you've spoken, technicalities. The enemy has said, this is what she said. You didn't mean it, but you still say it all the time. And you say it jokingly, you say it, but you don't mean it, but you're saying it. There's no provision in the spirit to know what you mean and what you don't mean. What you say, technicalities. And you're wondering, what is going on? But you're saying it. You're saying it, you're killing it. You're destroying it. My husband is this. My wife is that. My money is that. My family is that. This is that. You're saying it, but you don't want it. But it's what you say that they say they will give you. Kalabosha kalagadabu. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, our God. We exalt you. Be thou lifted up. Be thou lifted high. We magnify you, Lord. We magnify you. Alleged Baba Santa. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.